to study what you say. Okay. All right. So, um, Alexander, what, what we're going to then do is go through Anapanasati Sutta, but we're going to do it in the reference of the Eightfold Noble Path, that almost always the students miss out on the fact that what we're actually practicing is the exact teaching of the Buddha is Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda or the Four Noble Truths. Everything that the Buddha teaches is, is uh, right around these Four Noble Truths, including the Eightfold Noble Path. And the Eightfold Noble Path is set out um, in, in a way that we understand then how to practice Anapanasati. So the way that I would start off is, is to understand that the real teaching of the Buddha is dukkha dukkha naroda to see the problems in life to see the struggles to see the complications to see in fact our dissatisfactions and then change those that the buddha's model is very much of a change model but that change is done through right effort that it's not just merely an investigation model that it's got it's much more complete than that and that uh, one of the first things that we have to understand is, is that the second noble truth is that we are the ones who are creating our own dissatisfaction. That it doesn't come from the outside. It doesn't come from the noise of the outside. It doesn't come from big waves or tsunamis or the police knocking on the door or anything like that. All of it always our dissatisfaction comes from um within the mind in the form of wanting things most specifically wanting things we don't have or having to put up or endure things that we don't want to put up with or endure and that these two things basically are done ignorantly in other words we don't like it but uh, we'll blame somebody else. We don't see it to the depths of recognizing that all oh, the dissatisfaction is because I don't like it, not because it's bad behavior, it's a bad noise. It's no, I just don't like it. Because if we can figure out that we are actually creating our dissatisfaction, now we have a choice about whether we're going to continue creating our dissatisfaction or whether we're going to stop it. And so the skills that we're going to be developing are really the skills around the Eightfold Noble Path, which is actually an Eightfold Noble Method. The word path is not a good word for it because that gives people the idea that it's a journey. That in fact, it's not necessarily a journey, it's something that we're going to do right now. And we're going to do it again right now. And we're going to do it again right now in the present moment. And that when we're doing it right now in the present moment, that's what we would call or refer to as practice, the skill development. And so if we, in fact, right this very minute, right this very second, come out of because we wake up, we see what's going on, then we can stop wanting things that we don't have. We can stop 
trying to get rid of things that we don't like. And we can come to a state of homeostasis or a state of easy going that would then be called the third noble truth, which is satisfaction. And satisfaction is actually a skill to be developed. In a way, you could say that dukkha or dissatisfaction is a skill that we developed and we've gotten very good at it. Some people are much more dissatisfied than others, which means they're highly skilled at being dissatisfied. And what we're going to do is to develop the skill of coming into a state of satisfaction over and over again. That it's not a long-term process in the sense of uh, progress, but rather it is how we're dealing with this present moment and what skills do we have and what skills are we developing right now. That in fact, the whole quality of Western Buddhism has a, a thing called enlightenment that's way out there someplace. And the point is, is that if you are satisfied right now, then that satisfaction that you have right now is better than any future enlightenment that you could possibly have. That there are a whole lot of people who claim they're enlightened and they're certainly not satisfied. <laughs> they they want to prove how enlightened they are. But if someone's completely satisfied, then we don't need anything. We don't even need enlightenment. We're already good to go. And this is the, more of the goal is can you handle the right now, right now with expertise, a plum, joy, and a noble mentality. So this is where oh, the four. Can I can I interrupt to just a second? Yeah. We, you mean you mean that we have to eradicate corruption? Because Pardon? Uh, I understood yesterday uh, that I create some devils by being corrupt. So I, I later um, I started to depend of these people to 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 help me. You know, so I I have cleaned all the people of my life almost. You know, just the dhamma people not, but. Because and I I I was uh, I was feeling uh, I was afraid, so I make some black money. Let's say like this, okay? I hire some room in, uh, that I'm not allowed to hire a room in my house, but I did. So then later, what happened? Uh, things going wrong. I need to call Holland back. I have to come back from Thailandia. Then I need help from some people who I get attached again because they helped me you understand and they want to keep in contact with me and so we create and and then i have this disturbance because i want to be alone <laughs> and uh, we create our own devils well, that's what i realize by corruption well uh, i can appreciate that you want to be alone um but the question is going to be what are we going to do when we're alone. Because if we're doing the correct thing of getting the mind straightened out, then we can handle not up with other people's stuff. But when we're putting up with our own stuff and putting up with other people's stuff, that's just society. That's just um, 
the ordinary life that everybody is trying to escape from and don't know how. And so the first thing that we have to do is to get away from it all so that we can get away from all that we brought in with us when we left to get away from it all. Because it rubbed off. It, we became saturated. Um, like one of the thing, one of the qualities of fish is that they're wet. They're wet through and through. Because they live in the water, they become water. So this is exactly how we understand it is, is that in, in a way we need to get away from society so that we can dry out. Because the uh, uh, the pollution from society, but we don't come out immediately. The Buddha, in fact, gave an analogy of I use the term log in a bog. Which means a um, uh, a tree that's fallen over into the swamp. And as that tree sits there, it becomes more and more waterlogged to the point that it's only barely touching the surface or maybe even sinks. And the question is, can that that log in the bog saturated with water, can it be set on fire by normal means? I mean, even with a blowtorch, you couldn't set it on fire. Because it's waterlogged, right? And so that's how most of us are. We have come out of society into seclusion, completely water. to remove that stuff the sound is out hello 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 Hello? Okay. Yes. Uh, sorry, sorry. slight internet. I'm last, back again. So move this, this yes. water out. That was the last thing I heard okay. from you, sir. All right. So when we go into seclusion, we go in still saturated. Like the analogy of the log, if you take the log out of the bog, it's still completely saturated. It needs time and most specifically, the sunshine and the gravity will pull the water down or evaporate it off the top so that the log now can get dry enough that it can be set on fire. But just pulling it out immediately, it's still fairly waterlogged. And this is exactly what happens with the mind. Um, an example would be when students go to a long 10 day retreat. When the first couple of days, they're worried about the past, about how they got there and where's all their stuff and all of this kind of thing. And then towards the end of the retreat, now they're worrying about how am I going to get out of here? Where am I going to go? What friends am I going to see? And all of that kind of stuff and leaving very little time in that retreat for right here, right now. Most of the retreats in the past. Most and the rest of the retreats off into the future. So what we're actually practicing is to get away from the past and the future, which is where most people are located. 
and coming into the present moment, the here now, and that there's many day, ways that we can do that because we have many features like the Satipatthana or the four foundations of mindfulness, specifically the body, the feelings, the mind, and the mind's object. So coming to the Eightfold Noble Path now, we understand that right view is right viewing. It's not a viewpoint. It's not an ad, so much of an attitude or a, um, a worldview, but it's more the ability to investigate, to look, to notice what is right here, right now. And what is right here, right now, the foremost thing is, is that we're thinking. That's what's normally happening is we're thinking and that we should begin to pay attention to what kind of thoughts we have in the sense of, is this thought wholesome? Is this thought about the past? Is this thought about the future? Is this thought about someplace else? Or is this thought about what's happening right here, right now with the body, with the feelings, with the mind and the mind's objects? So becoming right here, right now, is the investigation and we have to remember to do this this is where the word sati comes from that is translated as the word mindfulness basically we have a better translation of it which would merely be wake up wakey wakey come into the senses of the body rather than staying occupied in the sense of the mind that we're going to experience the here now in the senses so we can feel the body. We can feel the body breathing. The body in, uh, in the sense of, is it in a safe place or not? Or is this dangerous? The joke is, is that I would recommend people not go sit in the street for their practice of meditation because the street's dangerous. Hmm. I would also not recommend you going to the police station because the police station it's dangerous. Got to pay attention to what's going on in the police station. So we need to get ourselves away from it all so that then we can begin to deal with the uh, sitting on the highway inside the mind or sitting in the police station inside the mind or wherever the dangers are that we've brought in with us into the mind, just like the, the log still has the water in it when it's taken out of the bog. It takes them a while for that water to settle out and that we're actually going to put the energy or the effort into it to help it do just that. In, in effect, in a way, we can say that we become our own sunshine and we become our own gravity, that that's the effort that we have to put in. And what is that right effort then? is to change those unwholesome thoughts of the past or the future or someplace else and come into the present moment. To come into the reality of the moment, let the body feel comfortable. And if we have comfortable thoughts, let the body feel safe. And if we have safe thoughts, then we can begin to feel safe and comfortable. So we're actually using the body and the mind working together so that we can feel safe and secure and comfortable. And that will lead us into the state of satisfaction that right now is okay. 
Everything right now is good. The Zen master will even tell the advanced students, you're already enlightened. Just sit here and enjoy that you've got nothing left to do. Just sit and enjoy just being comfortable, being satisfied, because being satisfied is exactly opposite of being dissatisfied. And it's not a long process. It can be done anytime we remember to do it. So one of the skills that we want to develop is the skill to remember to do it. What is that doing it is to wake up, take a look at what's going on and make a change, make an improvement. Whatever it is, if you hear something, do you like it or not like it? If you don't like it, then that's dukkha. If you hear it and you say, well, never mind, it's okay with me, then you're satisfied with it. And so this is the way that we're looking for things is to become satisfied with whatever it is that we've got, as opposed to trying to make things better, trying to make an improvement, trying to get someplace, because there's no end to making improvements. There's no end to getting someplace. The question is, can you enjoy right here, right now? And we need some training to do that because we've been trained to be dissatisfied. We've been trained to be a problem solver. Now we can train that there are no problems to solve. So this is the place that we're going to is, is that we be, let the body be comfortable. We train the body into feeling comfortable. We train the mind, in fact, to help the body become comfortable. That, for instance, you can't really watch the breath without the mind watching the breath. You can't really control the breath unless the mind's controlling the breath. And so by doing a breathing meditation, working with the breath, we're already working with the mind. We couldn't help but do it. And so the mind-body complex in between those is the feeling. And so if we can train the body to feel safe, secure, comfortable, relaxed, then with the mind that trained the body to do that, we can also train ourselves with this uh, right noble effort of stopping all the unwholesome thoughts and start having wholesome thoughts. Examples of wholesome thoughts would be, wow, this is really nice. Everything is okay. Not a worry in the world. Everything is all right. These are the kind of thoughts that we want to have. These are wholesome thoughts. Everything is all right. Everything is okay. No place to go. Nothing to do. All is well. These are the kind of wholesome thoughts that we want to generate so that we begin to feel that way. So how do you feel right now? Do you feel like you want to jump and ask a question or do you actually feel safe and secure and relaxed and satisfied? Because that's the goal right from the very beginning is to just feel safe and secure. And that way we can remove the hindrances. One of the hindrances is doubt. We have a lot of questions. Well, guess what? We don't have to need to have the questions answered in order just to relax. But in fact, the instructions are very, very simple. Just relax, take a load off the mind, sit down and enjoy the moment. This is where we need to practice.
not developing some uh, strange concentration skills or something. But what we need to do instead is to remember, to remember to be in the present moment, to remember to see how things are right now. And this takes a lot of training because it's very easy for the mind just to wander away. They call it a monkey mind. That monkey mind has been there for many, many centuries. And what does that mean? It means that the mind, wherever it is, is generally unsatisfied. And so it wants to go someplace else. And it may be there for just a short time. And then it gets satisfied, dissatisfied with that and wants to jump around and go someplace else. And so the mind is constantly not in a state of satisfaction, always looking for something, a good place to land. But it didn't last. And so what we're actually practicing here with right effort is to let the mind become satisfied and settled with where it is, which is in the present moment. All of the dangers are in the past. All of the dangers are in the future. But right now is safe, secure, comfortable, satisfied. Can we get ourselves into that state? The answer is yes, we can if we can remember to. We can remember to look at the state that we're in and then make some improvements. And where each breath, each moment goes by, we can improve it a little bit more. Then, in fact, you could say that any thought could be improved. And if you manage to wind up with some kind of thought that was so wonderful, so magical, so delicious, so profound that it could not be improved upon, then at least you can congratulate yourself. You can see that you've had such a marvelous thought and congratulate yourself for it, thereby improving it. And so this is how we're improving our thoughts is by paying attention to them and bringing them into a state of high quality, start having high quality thoughts. The high quality thoughts then would mean that we stop being critical we stop being critical of ourselves. We stop being critical of the world. We just let things be as they are and start nourishing ourselves instead to feed ourselves uh, in a pleasant way rather than giving ourselves work to do. Because we've all gotten into the mistaken position of, oh, I can feel better if I only get this, that or the other thing done. And so we wind up with a to do list. I've got this, that and the other thing on this list to do. And when I get it all done, then I can rest. And the answer to that is I'll do that stuff when I'm in a good mood right now. I'm going to rest. I don't need to do that. I can sit here and just enjoy the moment. And so we want to set time aside for this several times a day. In fact, an hour a day is too much because the mind doesn't have that kind of focus. And so it's better to do it uh, three times for 20 minutes or four times for 15 minutes or even five times, uh, six times for 10 minutes, five times for 12. Whatever that we have, we can in fact <clears throat> spend time bringing our mind back into a state of joy back into a state of satisfaction 
we in fact can talk ourselves into feeling safe, to feel secure, to feel comfortable, and to feel satisfied. That's the Eightfold Noble Path now. How do we get into that state? Is by remembering to look, to pay attention to what's happening right now, and then make a change to it so that we put in the right noble effort. And when we do that over and over and over again, guess what? We become successful at becoming satisfied. We actually can practice being successful. And that successful point then is the fourth item on the Eightfold Noble Path, which is the Pali word is Sama Sankapa. So we start off with the three factors of the Eightfold Noble Path running and circling around each other. What is that? Right Sati to remember, right Ditti to look, and right Virya to do, to make a change, to wake up, take a look, and make a change. Like driving the car that people go to sleep while driving their car, either by not paying attention or dozing off or whatever. And when they wake up, the first thing they do is they check where are I'm headed towards a ditch, and then I have to make the effort to change it, to put it straight again. And so this is what we're going to do time after time after time is to look at what we're doing, look at the road, look at where we are, look at what's happening right now, and then to make a change to put some guidance in it. And then we begin to get very successful at doing that. Now we become the champion. Now we're beginning to gain control of our lives. The, the Buddha was known as a lion, and this is what we're talking about here, is that attitude that I can do this. The attitude of I can live a noble life. The attitude of yes, I can enjoy my life. This is the attitude that um, is developed over time of one success after another based upon one satisfaction after another. That we keep coming out of dukkha and coming out of dukkha and coming out of dukkha over and over and over again until we get pretty good at it. And so getting overly attached to one object or another is not necessarily a good idea that what we're going, in fact, we're going to take various objects. We're going to take the body and the breathing as an object. We're going to take the, the, uh, the comfort and safety and security and uh, the experience of the body. We're going to pay attention to relaxing the body. We're going to be paying attention to having gladdening thoughts. The, the sutta says, um, to gladden the mind, thus one trains oneself. Now, in this case, the gladdening means we're beginning to brighten or change the attitude from an oh, poor me attitude into I can do this. I can brighten the mind. I can gladden the mind. Yes, we can do this. Yes, we can. We can feel good. We can feel the way that we want to feel rather than feeling the way that we were told to feel or the way we figured out how to feel in order to get along in the world. We can feel better than that. And we can control how well we feel. And so this is the practice of Anapanasati. Wherever we are on that list of Anapanasati, that's where we put our focus for improvement. 
so that we relax the body, we bring the feelings into a state of satisfaction and success. We bring the mind into a state of brightness, of shininess, and we bring the language that we are using inside the mind into wholesome thoughts. This is the practice. And one particular item, like hearing, is no more important than any of the others. The question is, can you use your hearing in the here now, or are you stopped paying attention to the hearing that the ears are doing because we're paying attention to hearing what the mind is saying instead? And so we come into the reality of real hearing with real ears. We come into the reality of real sight with real eyes, etc., like that, and actually be in that state of taking in input, being conscious, as opposed to always trying to dream up or think up or figure out that which we are um, experiencing. So basically we're saying that we experience as opposed to manufacturing something to experience. This is why we talk about people living in their heads or uh, not living in reality. The reality would be the input. Our ideas about reality is just ideas. That's concepts. And normally those ideas and concepts are critical. They're critical. We want to fix things. Nothing is ever good enough. And so this is the way that we can begin to say is, is that, oh, I don't have to be critical. I can, in fact, become friends with myself. I can nourish myself. I can say, hey, that's good. Yeah, we got that. I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel secure. And so this is the kind of language that we want to use is to feel good. Like I said, you have been talking yourself into feeling bad your whole life. Now it's time to talk yourself into feeling good. This is the better object to take until you actually come up to the point that you can feel good. You can feel happy, content, successful. Because we spend all of our lives feeling dissatisfied, unhappy, discontented, wanting to fix things, wanting more. And no matter how much we get, we still wind up being dissatisfied. So this is the teaching of the Buddha. This is the Eightfold Noble Path, is to remember to come to the here now. Remember to look at what's going on and to remember that we have the ability to change what's going on. We have the ability to change how we feel. We have ability to change what we're thinking. We have the ability to change our posture, to make it more comfortable. And so I have this, this is the actual fact. Go ahead. I, I have this experience. My life changed from uh, wine to water. But uh, uh, I'm still suffering, of course. No, not, not, not as, as much as it was. So uh, um, I work the lots out. And, um, but uh, this explanation uh, from the Four Noble Tools and the Eightfold Path, the uh, eightfold part is the medicine, but how to how to for, for the for, for no bit truth is the understanding of what's really going on, and there is a possibility of to solve it, and we have to go to practice it. 
and of course it takes time and um, and and there are many layers but the, the the main thing is to be to to stop suffering to be happy but no, I don't I don't mean to yeah. be in ecstasy all the time because that can be complicated uh, when you walk along people you know <laughs> because mm -hmm. Yeah, therefore, therefore, sometimes that's what I have to see. Therefore, sometimes I look for the isolation because when I when people ask me something and I see things, they they often they love, you know, and and uh, and uh, I like it very much, you know. But um, okay. uh, you to, to learn to to uh, I am like I am. I, I I decide I have to talk. I have to talk. Or I don't talk, or I don't go out of my house, you know. Then I don't need to talk. But then the the, the chatting inside, um, often um, I bring, I go outside. I find something. Uh, it, it, it's there. There is no outside inside. I understand that. But uh, uh, I could only uh, calm my mind by uh, uh not exhausting for the physics maybe but not for the mind training training, training. sometimes uh, yes i had i had problems too much pushing too much and then uh okay but i was interested in dhamma because dhamma feed me uh, my soul always for good and um it's my natural to to it it is insight after insight after insight after insight I, I realize, like I told you today, this um, this thing what make me connect to something. Then later I, I am worrying about. I did it. I started it. You know, mm -hmm. which I don't do anymore. Huh? I decide to don't do that anymore. Some days ago, not not some days, some months ago. But it take time, and then I really realize. Yeah, now now these things don't happen. I don't I don't want this. Uh, I I live. Right. I walk in my shoes. I walk on in my shoes. This is and why the first noble truth is the first noble truth. Is is that you have to be able to see the dukkha. You have to see the dissatisfaction because only when you see it will you say, "Hey, I've got to change that," and then you start watching. To make sure that it doesn't happen again. So this is the actual practice that we do when we're working with other people. But that same that's the same practice when we're alone is to be able to see the dukkha that we're thinking. And that's the fun about it. To then we realize yes, and then we say yes, and then it become normal. I mean that's uh, not hot, not cold. That's become it. Uh, mm -hmm. Every time it pop uh, in the mind, it's we don't need to be afraid. It, if it pop again and again, it's because it, we did not solve it, it. We did not pay attention to it, and then we, it will come back. It will come back until they say, "Okay, uh, what do you want? <laughs> What's your question?" <laughs> so right. yes, I, I, I think right. I that all the questions come to a rest because we can rest including just let the questions just be. We don't need the answers to the questions. We can relax without having a lot of answers. All we have to do is remember that we can see what's going on 
and then make a change towards relaxation. We can drop that stuff. That's the easy way. And this is the beginner's practice. This is the one who is in the intermediate. That's his practice. And the one who is most advanced, that's also his practice. The practice of the Buddha, they say, is good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end. And that we don't change things as we get, um, let us say, higher up on somebody's imaginary ladder, but rather that we get um, the skill going of remembering to wake up and take a look at what's happening right now. And if we're really good at it, we can see things a lot earlier. So then instead of getting shot by somebody's arrow, we can dodge it while it's still in the air. We can get out of the way. That in fact, this the problem that most people have is the problem of making themselves a target. This is what we call the self that we show that self, here I am, this is me, and then they get surprised when somebody takes a shot at it. And so if we don't present ourselves as a target, then what can they hit? They can't hit anything. You can just always move out of the way. The whole point about the personality is is that it's a moving target. And it's especially a moving target if we're taking the right effort to move it. Don't get stuck in some place that becomes a target. That's the self is getting stuck. I, me, mine, rather than recognize, oh, everything's all right. I can forget about it. I can just move on. And so we create create those concepts and objects that actually uh, we don't need that. The world don't need that. Somebody let somebody else do those things. We don't need that. We are, yes. we are dhamma, so mm-hmm. uh, we, we, our, our things is to disconstruct, not to construct. Right, exactly. The teaching of the Buddha is, Buddha is a negative practice. It's not a positive practice. A lot of Westerners come, Western Buddhism comes looking for attainments. Oh, I've got this attainment. I've got this jhana. I've got this, that, or the other thing. I've got enlightenment. I've got nibbana. I've got all kinds of things that are people are looking for. But the teaching of the Buddha is not about that. It's about dropping stuff. Sir, thank you for letting it clear for me. I would like to to tell you, I, I, I all the all the 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 I studied the the, the five nikayas. With Dhamma Vudu, I don't know if you know him. He passed away uh, in 2019, and uh, yeah, I learned that uh, yeah, this uh, this um, it's all about liberation. We are Brazilians; we don't have much taboos, also, to talk about it. But uh, the, this uh, the, this uh, insights we have and this all these things. Uh, I I told you in the beginning because I wanted to formulate. I was formulating the the, the question how to how to to make it clear. I didn't had it clear, and uh, but I understand that uh, there's a, a, a lots of uh, insights after insights. And if everybody gonna start to talk about this, will become a, a, a hell. Therefore, I I try to isolate myself also from groups from sanghas. I do my thing, you know. Uh, I have to do, I go there and do, 
I do for myself always. All my life, uh, I was busy with art. I did for myself. I mean, uh, I was interested in this. I did it because I like, I love to do it from the morning to later. And that's what I did until I said, like, just like when I get out of Brazil, it's not here. And then I changed and I, I was satisfied, you know? So when I saw the Dhamma and Buddha said, try it, you know, and you're gonna bear some fruits. So I did, and then I said, yes, I go on. And then I did again, I go on, I go on, I go on. But uh, yes, uh, it's very clarifying what you told me about the process. And uh, also this uh, Western uh, kick, of uh, con concurrence, I did this, I did that. Um, uh, it's it's confusing because if you are not ready, you may uh, talk about things who are not conducive. So, therefore, I I, I chose to be alone to develop until I accomplish it. But of okay. course, if I have a teacher like you in my way, it's gonna be much easier for me. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we finish our conversation now and you can go practice the stuff. We've had, you've got the video, you can go and review that to make sure that the, the whole idea is to be here now in the senses, to wake up to the reality of the situation rather than being lost in daydreams or night dreams. To be yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's perfect. It's uh, a, a nice nice uh, suggestion. I I I I am um, very pleased to have. I I I received your email and then I said, well, um, maybe I should because I just changed home, you know. Uh -huh. So uh, I'm um, a little bit busy in my mind because. Yeah, you know what is when you have so much objects. Uh, I had only eight ob ob objects, you know, as a monk, and I came back this year, last year, I mean, and uh, and then I came back. Then I have to move house, so I have I had no peace. <laughs> and uh, now I now is I say okay, when you're gonna uh, wait for the right moment? It's now. <laughs> yeah, That's right the now, right moment to phone you because you. Because you answered me in the way you, it was so natural the way you did that. When I saw you, I saw you three days ago, four days ago, and then I said what? And then I look more, a little bit more. I saw two sands of you just, and I realized by you have it in your aura. You know, I saw a picture of you in the uh, in the YouTube some somewhere. I say. This guy, <laughs> he, he has some aura like Buddha, you know. <laughs> Sorry that I say so, it's no comparison, but you have an aura, you know, and he's smiling. I say, and, and the way you talk and you smile, I, that's, that's is me happy, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm happy like this also. I yeah. love, and I, yeah, because I, Dhamma, I, I eat Dhamma, and then mm -hmm. what comes out is Dhamma. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, sir. So, all right. Well, we'll see you next time then. All right. Call, call me again in about a week. Week? Okay. Okay. 
thank you very okay. much. I wish you a, a very nice day and uh, all the best. And I I, I hope uh, it's uh, uh, you. I think it's very conducive what to, uh, this meeting. Very conducive. Thank you very much. Good. Thank you. Thank. Yes. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. The same. Thank you. <laughs>